You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. It's avoidable. <laughs> Judging you, I'll tell you that one. Yeah, I tend to You guys, be curious. Have an opinion. I do. Everything is awesome. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> it's real deep there, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. All right, I want to put it up on the polls and Iron Jock poll question. Is it easier to give it a letter grade as far as your confidence level in Matt LaFleur? Sure. For the poll purposes? Sure. So we'll poll it. You can chime in on the talking text line. Uh, what is your confidence level in Coach Matt LaFleur? Give it a letter grade. A, B, C, D, or F. You can grade it however you want. I guess uh, Shof and I put it more of like a C plus, and you're putting it solidly almost in that B plus range there. Solid B. Solid B, and we're at a C plus range there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't like translating numbers to grades because I don't feel like he's a C. He's like a B, B minus at worst. B minus, C plus is kind of where you have him. I'm just saying that, like, I don't want to grade. Too much minutiae here, Jimmy. We're just going to we're gonna throw him up as a as a uh, letter grade because it's just easier. So just pick one. What is your confidence in Matt LaFleur? That'll be our secondary Iron Jock poll question. A, B, C, D, or F. You can decide how, whatever that means to you. Matt right. Hamilton, easy grader. Easy grader. <laughs> you need to start filling out. I guarantee, Let me ask you this question. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by <laughs> Coors Light. I forgot to ask you this. B plus. I was going to ask you this before. Uh, we're presented by Coors Light. You can get into the show, 844-770-3776. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Did you fill out the questionnaire that we're all supposed to fill out? Yeah. You did? I do. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, you would help the scores. I, I definitely do. Because the founder <laughs> of our company, Craig Carmerson, was here. And he talked about some people grade... Like more genuous, generously, like Matt Hamilton. Genuinely so, and generously. And some people, you know, hold people to a high standard, so don't grade the same. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, a, a four or five out of me means a lot more than a four or five from Matt <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah, fair. On a scale of one to five. So, <laughs> so let me ask you this. We're going to do this on the air. All right. Uh, one means strongly disagree. Five means strongly agree. You can fill in the middle. Okay. My teammates are committed to doing quality work. You have four. Really? Yeah. That seems high for you. I mean, we're talking about the show. Here's a high standard. I think you are. I think we are. Just it doesn't always happen. (laughs) There's a difference between committed and capable. Committed and execution are two different things. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't, don't expect base level competency from this show. More like a three for if you're asking if they're capable of doing hard work. Yeah. But you want to. You want to do hard work. I certainly want to. Yeah, it's a five for me. All right. I want to run through this. Let's get some list music running here because I want to figure out where Matt Hamilton has Matt LaFleur in the coach rankings. I love this. And show if you're going to have to keep track of this. So, right, I'll do my best. I'm going to ask you, first of all, who is Jonathan Gannon and what team does he coach, Matt Hamilton? <laughs> don't know who he coaches. Oh, come on. Is he related to... Rich? I don't know. No, no. Rich Gannon? Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know. Can I give you... Think, I'm going to give you one clue. Think context clues. If I'm running down a list... Uh, what team do you think he's coaching? I don't know. Maybe the Raiders because Devontae went there. What what context would uh, that be? Think alphabetically, maybe. I said I'm running down a list. Oh, what so team does he coach? Could it be Atlanta? Falcons? Or is it <laughs> what, be, the what comes team? before Atlanta in the NFL geography alphabetically? 
A R Arizona. I shot. Thank you. Hey! Honestly, that team is the most irrelevant team in the NFL this year. Maybe. Okay. All right. I'm taking Matt LaFleur over them. And I'm, I'm going to ask you these just because, like, I'm going to be honest. Some of these, I didn't know who Jonathan Gannon was. I'm going to shut up unless I disagree with you because I trust you. Here. Okay. Alrighty, so Jonathan Gannon. We're taking uh, Matt LaFleur. Okay. Arthur Smith. And who does he coach? Don't know. Uh, you just said it. Atlanta. Oh, we're going down the list. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta. We're taking we're taking Matt LaFleur over the Atlanta's coach. Okay. John Harbaugh. Ooh. I, I might say John Harbaugh just out of respect. The guy has done a lot. He won John the Super Harbaugh. Bowl. Yeah. Yes, I think yeah. it's John Harbaugh. Yes, yes, you definitely should say John Harbaugh over. This one's dicier. Sean McDermott. Oh. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills have had a lot of success. I think you got to go with Sean McDermott. He's there for the development of Allen. How much right. is that? I don't know. Frank Reich. I think those two are comparable. Just for the I record. said that that was tight, but I would go with McDermott over him too. Reich would be... Jesus, Buffalo. can't you just know some of these? No. <laughs> Carolina. Carolina. Uh, I'm going to go Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I would too. Uh, Eberflus, obviously the floor there. Uh, you know who he coaches, right? Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who he is the coach of? Uh, alphabetically, <laughs> after the Carolina, maybe, I don't know, whoever. It doesn't matter. It's Matt LaFleur. It's the Chicago Bears. Oh, okay. That would be Matt Jim's LaFleur. favorite team. <laughs> That's why he glazed over it so quickly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, because he's clearly in front of uh, Eberflus. Zach Taylor. And where, who does he coach? <laughs> Stop. No way. <laughs> I don't know. Co- who knows coaches? I know everyone. I don't have the list in front of me. You know all these coaches? I've known everyone so far. I will tell you, I did not know Jonathan Gannon. The rest I've known. Okay, who's Taylor coach? Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, you got to go with Taylor then. Yes. Yeah, oh, you got to take that one. That one's tough. He's still in a Super Bowl. Yeah, you're right. That and like and he's the an way that yeah. is he an offensive minded coach? And so you're gonna give the you know, he's there with the development of Burrow. Right. Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just give me the team. First off, it's Stefanski. Stefanski. Uh, secondly, it's an NFC North team. That's all I'm telling you. No, it's not. Oh, you're right. He's not there. Yeah, anymore. I was gonna say it's Cleveland. No, it's, it's Cleveland. It's, it's Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay, it's Cleveland. thank it's you. It's Cleveland. <laughs> it is whiffing left and right. He was in Minnesota before, I believe. Yes, he was. Okay. <laughs> So the Cleveland Browns. I'm taking. I, I'm definitely taking Matt Lafleur. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Mike McCarthy. I'm taking Matt Lafleur. Okay. And where does and he coach? He's in Dallas. I do know this. And now, the thing with McCarthy. Are we keep a track where we have Lafleur. Yes. Okay. McCarthy has the pedigree, but I just I think he's a little too old school. I, I didn't push no. past. I didn't push you. I didn't push you. Um, his Super Bowl's further away. Sean Payton. I, I mean, I think you have to go. As much as I dislike Sean Payton, I think Sean Payton is a sexier hire. I think that's. I think I go to Sean Payton. Dan Campbell. I like what he's done in Detroit, but hey, I'm, no one. I do, I do. He's, I, he's two for ten. No, two for twelve. <laughs> excuse me. Oh, I knew Sean Payton. Is that the two? Maybe three though. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I like what he did in Detroit, but I think it's before. Yeah, that's fine. I don't just. I'm not pushing back on much of these. D'Amico Ryan's. D'Amico where just is he got coaching? Houston, I think. Yeah, yeah it's like, his first. Yeah. yeah. He's been, San Francisco D coordinator. Yeah, he's been fast passed rising. over a lot. Right, uh, but it is uh, his first year as head coach. Yeah, I think. I think he's got a lot of potential, and he, he might be able to write the ship that is absolutely brutal down in Houston. But I think I'm still taking Matt Lafleur over him. Uh, we got Shane Steichen from the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely Matt LaFleur. 
All righty. Do you know where he came from? No, no. I believe he's Eagles, Ooh, right? Yeah, he's Philly. You're right. Yeah. Doug Peterson. <sighs> These two, I think, are incredibly equal, but I would go Doug. His Super Bowl isn't that far in the rearview mirror. Right. The, the reason I'm going to say Matt LaFleur is just because I do think that this this not, offense that's off that Shanahan tree is more conducive with the team that we currently have. Like, I think Matt LaFleur, if you put, not, but I'm not, if they're but, both coaching the Packers. But, but that's not the question. Uh, well, okay, I'm, so I'm going to take Matt LaFleur. Okay. I'm gonna I, allow it. I'm gonna allow it. I, I think I think ones. Peterson's got great pedigree. I think he went nine and eight last year. So not only a Super Bowl, he was a better than the Packers were last year. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence was healthy. <laughs> okay, I'll take Peterson then. Fine. I'm just saying that that one is tough. That one is tough. That's why I'm just saying, given the current situation with an all-star quarterback in or a really good quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, I think he's going to thrive under Doug Peterson. That's I don't we'll, know we'll, if Jordan Love we'll hold, if he's just average thrives under Doug Peterson. We'll hold we'll hold uh but that's that that's whatever. It's that's, conjecture. It's just my like Let's keep going. Hope. I mean, one guy's developing Lawrence keep and going. part of his keep development going. and the other guy has no development. But Andy Reid, that's obviously Reed. Yeah, it's Reid. Josh McDaniels? It's probably Josh McDaniels. No! no, no, I would go with the floor. He's coached all over, and he's has rings as a defensive coordinator, doesn't he? In oh, offensive England. coordinator for offensive New England, yeah. England, but he's failed everywhere he's been a head coach. Yeah, no. uh, yeah. I mean, that's true. Yes, I, I just he's got like three rings as an offensive coordinator. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bat for okay, no, that's fine. With uh, that one. Okay. Brandon Staley, the Chargers. Brandon Staley should have been clock fired management. last yeah. year. He Instead feels a lot Joel like Lombardi. It, I'm going to go a lot like McCarthy. I'm going to go Lafleur. Well, just the idea of I'll give you Lafleur, but he feels very much like Lafleur. That I, I think same know. coaching tree, right? Is it still kind of like the Shanahan? Well, he's a defensive uh, coach. He's more like the uh, Vic Fangio coaching oh, tree. Okay. But he's from the Chargers. I mean, from uh, the Rams, I believe. So oh. the next one here is Mike McDaniel, coach of the Miami Dolphins. That guy's a fun little nerd. Um, he is, but he only has a year under his belt. Right. I don't know. I think he's fun. It would be fun to have him as a coach in Green Bay. I'm going to say LaFleur, but I do like him. There's just more of a resume for LaFleur. Again, yeah. but the game is not, do you want these teams to coach the Packers? It's just who is a more established and better coach. Well, LaFleur is more established and better coach. Kevin O'Connell. Vikings? Here you go. Uh, I'm going to take LaFleur. Okay. Uh, O'Connell could pass him this year. He was 13-4 last year. Right. Uh, Bill Belichick, giving that one to Belichick. Yep. Dennis Allen, New Orleans Saints. I'm going to go before. Yeah. Brian Dable, Giants. I think he did a pretty good job with the Giants last year, but I'm still going to go before. Robert Sala. Hold on. Who did I miss before the Giants? Dennis Allen. Okay, gotcha. Thanks. Um, That's interesting. I think Sala's going to be a good coach. He's had one year under his belt, I think. They didn't do great. I'm going to go two years. I think I got to go with four. Uh, Nick Sirianni, Philadelphia Eagles. I think you got to go with Nick Sirianni. Same. Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Yep. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Which is tough. That was a little bit of a tear there, four in a row. Yeah. Well, Pete, Pete, that, that they went nine and eight last year. Like that's It, it wasn't Gino super Smith. easy, but Pete Carroll's done a lot with a little... Yes, this last year I think pushed him back up. Go nine and eight with uh, Geno Smith is something. Todd Bowles. Hmm. I'll go Lafleur. Yeah, I would too. Vrabel, I, I would go Vrabel over Lafleur. Probably just because Lafleur kind of like learned the ropes with Vrabel. I'll, I'll go Vrabel there. Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron. 
like he's he's like old now. Ah, I give I, you the I give you the floor. I'll take Lafleur, but Riverboat Ron's like a legend. I, honestly, I think Lafleur could end up very much like a Ron Rivera type coach of like eh, it's always close. That Good. is the end of our list, correct? Do I have it that is. Correct? All right, so we uh, I have Doug Peterson slotted aside. Okay, because we didn't come to a full g- agreement there, but we were running late. So we either have Matt Lafleur as the tenth or eleventh best coach in the NFL right now. I think that's about right. Just outside the top I, ten, I right at the bottom right. of the top ten. Yeah. yeah. Could that look different in a year? A year from now? One way or another? Yes. Yeah. It will look different from a year from now. So we could talk to Jason Wildy about that. He's coming out at three thirty. We're going to throw some stones next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Floor has been a winner with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he'll be a winner in the future, but you can be a winner by going to Ho Chunk Game in Madison over $10 million in jackpots last year. Go be a winner. Go be a winner at Ho Chunk Game in Madison. Kabooming cash this Saturday. Two to five. Four, four winners every half an hour between and they win between five hundred and three thousand dollars. Cash money. Gee, by wins. playing their puck drop game. That sounds fun. It's like the yeah, old, like Plinko. Yeah, yeah. You say you can say Plinko. I can't say Plinko. Kabooming cash is what it's oh. called. <laughs> Maybe you can. I'm just saying yeah. they didn't say it. But I know you're right. You know, like, it's, Four winners. It's like that game. Yeah, similar to, but not is. <laughs> Four winners every half an hour can win between five hundred and three thousand dollars cash money by playing their puck drop game. Not Plinko. <laughs> Let's throw some stones. You guys think they have the answers to everything. (laughs) I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. Alex, before we get into it, I have a stone for you since you're our Big Ten guy. Yep. Northwestern sending nobody to Big Ten Media Day. I expected that. Um, they were still on the schedule I was sent this morning. Uh, they were slated to be tomorrow, I believe, maybe Thursday. But I am not surprised by that because they have an interim head coach. The student athletes aren't going to want to talk about it. You could have sent them in a someone, weird spot. You could have sent the AD. Someone. The should AD go. has not been front facing about this at all, though. But that's not good. That's my point. Of like, Northwestern should have sent someone. I don't disagree. to represent, not the kids. But I agree. I just think that you send someone to have some sort of conversation there, a statement even. But it is what it is. Go ahead. Fair enough. All right, let's get into this. So I want to start with this quarterback documentary on Netflix as uh, Jimmy, your boy Justin Fields, has declined being a part of season number two of quarterback. Now, if we look at season one, I want you guys to give me three names you would like to see on here. So if we look at season one, it was Marcus Mariota, who's like a struggling veteran, right? And then we had Kirk Cousins, who's like a veteran trying to finally get that ring that's eluded him. 
And then Patrick Mahomes, of course, a superstar. Okay. Um, so I'm curious, and, and it doesn't have to necessarily be those three categories. Well, let's do that to make it a little bit. Let's try to do our best on that. It's just three right. veterans, okay. but I feel like I would love to see a rookie. Like Anthony Richardson would be fun in my mind. But anyway, uh, I'm just curious, three names you would like to see in this documentary next year, Jimmy? All right. I think I would put Tua in the Mariota category. I think his health history, so I'm assuming health and, and okay, but I would like to see him get his way back and have that uplifting story that I'm hoping for out of that. So I think he would be very interesting. I think, I guess I'd go younger too. I feel like Trevor Lawrence would be really interesting as well. And then I'll go with, uh, you know what? I mean, Rogers is the easy one, but I'm going to kind of go with another redemption story that could be interesting. Matthew Stafford. Okay. I like it. Um, let's. If we're going next year, I like the rookie idea. Wherever Caleb Williams is, well, I will, no, but it's they're it, filming they film this, this season. Oh, they filmed this season. So okay. Bryce Young would be your guy, right? Okay, then Bryce Young would be great, just because I think the size differential and that he's just overcoming his physical limitations is going to be a very interesting storyline to see what he does this year. Um, for kind of like my rising star, I kind of with Jim, I think Trevor Lawrence would be. A lot of fun. Uh, the, the guy's got talent for days. And then for, like, my star, I think there's three guys that stand out to me, and I would watch. I would be equally interested in all of them. Would be either Josh Allen, yep. Joe Burrow, yep. or uh, Jalen Hurts. I think yep. all three of them would be very – I think Burrow would be the most entertaining if you got to watch him outside the facility, like what he's doing for fun. I think Allen is sneaky. But I think Josh fun. Allen is, like – you're like every man, average Joe who just dominates, and then you have like Jalen Hurts who's got just a great story who just puts his nose to the grindstone and gets it done. So I think all of those guys would be really good in their own kind of way. I love it. Uh, Justin Herbert is a name that came to mind for me. Well, you guys were running through that. I like Herbert, but I'm so met on Staley the way that he let that whole thing go down with the Raiders that I have, I have just zero confidence in Staley. Oh, because remember, they were going to tie, and both of them were going to make the playoffs. Staley opted to kick a field goal and missed. Raiders got it back, made like a 10-yard run with Josh Jacobs, got them into field goal range, and then they ended up just beating them. So if you're going like the a- idea was like, let's both tie and get into the playoffs. Well, the Chargers still got in. It was fine. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They blew that huge lead to the Jaguars. Yep. Was that? A, are you sure? Yes. I, that was the same Legitimately season? Legitimately positive. Yes. Oh, Unless well, you're referring way. to two years ago. So I would I say thought for- it was... Two years ago, From that Packers they had that angle time. though, it would be Rogers Garoppolo because you have Devontae. I was, you can I was see, just about to bring up Garoppolo and then as well. Love. Well, yeah, for the Packers angle, yeah, that I was would just be saying, it. yeah, no, Rogers Garoppolo and Love would be wild. Garoppolo, I was gonna say Garoppolo, Herbert, and Love would be really fun for sure. Uh, Fields would have been interesting, but he said Love no. is technically a rookie, you know. Yeah, well, and since Fields said no, that's why I put him in there. I think he'd be interesting because they have you seen any of it? Either one of you, this quarterback? Uh, I have not, not started yet. yet. No. That's my goal this week. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it on a tablet or on your phone. Watch it on the biggest screen you can. I mean, because the video, like the footage of the highlights, is mind blowing. So that that part alone is worth it. Uh, I got my first noise complaint from my apartment this morning uh, for something that occurred over the weekend. Good for you. Is a noise complaint, I was just about to ask you guys, is a noise complaint just a way of your landlord being like, yeah, I, I, I get it, you know how to party? Well, no, I meant more of like, good for you. Like, you know, you were... Uh, no, it wasn't that, unfortunately. Yeah. I had a neighbor that uh, was above my, like their their condo was above the one that my wife and I lived in. 
And she walked. She must walk in the house in stiletto heels all the time. My upstairs neighbor does that too. And I don't understand it. One, like you're at home, take your shoes off. But two, <laughs> like I mean, it's like click clack, click clack. Like heels, my understanding are not comfortable. So I don't know. Like my wife's favorite thing when she stopped working at the bank because she had to wear them at the bank was that she didn't have to wear heels anymore. But then the other part of it is she would bring I don't know if it's the same person home or someone home at like two in the morning, and it was like. Um, like the like you know the logo for Twitter like something like that going on upstairs like you know like <laughs> like right above us the bedrooms are just stacked so you're just woke up in the middle of the night with like moans and screams and bed bouncing all over the place <laughs> but the funniest part was there was one time it lasted like 45 seconds and when Tanya and I both were like poor fella oh, that's tough <laughs> everybody's been there Jimmy you like got so. Oh, can you repeat the question? It's a noise dude. violation. I could have called. They're too loud. <laughs> I told an interesting story. My question no, was, is a, is a noise complaint just your landlord being like, hey, we get it. You party. <laughs> no, it's, it's you being inconsiderate to the people around you. Like this, It said multiple buildings complained. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, the landlord is uh, probably justified, but is definitely upset with you. <laughs> Every building in the complex. That's all I got for you because we got Jason Wildey coming up next. I don't know who won. Give it to Jimmy. Boy, did I win. I also just, while Alex was talking, I reported the correct fishing report. Congratulations is the email I got from Good Karma. <laughs> nice. Woo! Good job, Jimmy. Jimmy I, why fool me? Can you explain to me why I get like three of those a day? I don't know. It's so annoying. At this point, like I assume every email I get is some sort of fishing test from Good Karma. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. <laughs> You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. For Trader of the Year, Jason Wilby. I'm not in a mood for drama with my Jason. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? Is on Rutledge and Hamilton. I don't know if I will go as far as you will. With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boy. All right. Be good. <laughs> Presented by Coors Light. Jason Wildey now joins us. Jason, how you doing? Good, guys. How are you? Hot, but otherwise we're good. It's extra warm in the Everlight Solar Studio. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. That's what... So I your solar powered. Yeah, there's a, lot, a little too much uh, heat coming in here. Matt's in t-shirt and shorts, and he's still sweating, sweating right through his shirt, his mac and cheese stained shirt. There. Does <laughs> Jay- that mean he's gonna strip down further? And should I be tuning into the video? <laughs> Jason, I only take my shirt off once a week for radio, and I already did that on Monday. Once a week? Mm-hmm. That's news to me. When else do you, do you take it off when I'm not looking? I guess. All right, I try not to look. <laughs> it's all about being comfortable, Jimmy. Be curious, not judgmental. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm going to judge you if you start doing a show shirtless, I'm just going to say. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, Jason, uh, Matt LaFleur spoke. Uh, Goody spoke. What was your, I mean, what's your first big takeaway from today? Uh, I like the fact that the head coach acknowledged that amid his uh, excitement that he also has uh, uncertainty, that he's aware of that. I thought that that was important for him to acknowledge. Um, I thought it was interesting that, um, you know, that they basically flat out or Goody flat out said that, um, 
I guess he didn't flat out say it, but he came as close to that flat out saying it as he could, that they're not going to bring in a veteran receiver, that they firmly believe in uh, letting these guys grow together. Um, I, I just, this youth that they have on this team is just fascinating to me because they are fully embracing it, and I'm eager to see how it plays out. I still have, you know, my skepticism about uh, young players that the best, what's the old saying, the best thing about rookies is they become second-year players. Um, <laughs> they got a bunch of second players, but they got a lot of rookies. They got a lot of guys that are technically first-year players who have been out of college for a while but haven't really caught on and haven't played enough NFL games to be considered second-year guys. Uh, their roster is just incredibly young, and I'm, I'm just so eager to see how this season plays out, and it all starts tomorrow. I'm curious, Jason, like, what is your confidence in Matt LaFleur right now? Like, obviously going into two seasons with Aaron Rodgers, I personally had no doubts in him. But now that he's got Jordan Love, I think we can all say a lesser quarterback than Aaron Rodgers, where's your confidence level in a guy that it now has to – probably has a micro, uh, microscope on his job? Yeah, I, I would say that's a good question, Matt. And and I would say this: I think he's, I think he's a smart guy. I think he's an innovative guy. I think he's got lots of ideas, whether they are uh, purely his own or uh, taken from others in the system that, and then adding his own twist to it. Um, but you know, the old the, there's another old saying about uh, the NFL, and that's. Uh, it's not about X's and O's. It's about Jack's and Joe's. And, you know, we're going to find out if these players are good enough. And not just are they good enough in the short term when I think there's going to be growing pains, but obviously long term because the idea here is to endure these growing pains this year with the payoff of really good players in years two, three, four, five going forward. And, you know, I think, I think Matt LaFleur is a good coach. Uh, Maybe a very good coach, but it's hard to say that based on his record because he had Aaron Rodgers, and that uplifts everyone, whether it's general managers, head coaches, wide receivers. Uh, a great quarterback lifts all boats like a rising tide. And so uh, we're going to find out a lot more about him. And if he's able to effectively, I know he hates hearing this, idea that oh this is a different offense you know you get to run your offense he got that question again in a variation today and he bristled at it um but the bottom line is jordan love is going to run this offense more by the book than aaron Rodgers ran it during his first four years of lafleur's coaching career here so it is going to be more by the book and so in theory we will see more about how effectively can he scheme guys open, scheme to make the quarterback more successful, and, and frankly, how much other NFL teams defensively have caught on. I mean, that's one of the drawbacks of this. I remember very clearly during the 2018 season, uh, there was a Thursday night game, and I think it was the Rams against the Vikings. And the Rams just torched him. And it was there were wide open guys running all over the field, and that Friday in the locker room, there was just this incredible buzz. Devonte, uh, Randall Cobb, uh, Rogers, 
there was just this buzz about, did you see that? Did you see what that offense can do? And it was great. And Rodgers wanted and Devontae wanted an offense that was going to be able to do that for them like it did for Jared Goff and the Rams. And then, obviously, they fired McCarthy, they hired the floor, and they had that. But the thing is, is now this whole thing has proliferated because all these guys have gotten jobs, right? I mean, there's Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. There's Arthur Smith in Atlanta. There's others that are throughout the league that I don't have time to mention. Well, that would lead me to think that there are going to be more and more NFL defenses that are going to figure out ways to, and already have, to kind of reduce the effectiveness. And what is the counter move going to be? And with Jordan Love, you don't have an all-time great yet to counterbalance those moves. So how are you as a coach going to be more innovative and come up with more ways to help him be good? Talking with Jason Wilde, you can hear him with Tauscher 9 to noon on ESPN Wisconsin. And, Jason, it's a little bit more of an abstract, but this offense seems to be very much in vogue because I think a lot of these coaches love to have basically, and I think coaches are egotistical in a good way and control freaks in a good way, that they get to have their avatar out there. That I almost feel like sometimes these coaches prefer a golf or a love or some of these other guys, Garoppolo, because it's like, hey, just do what I tell you to do. I will scheme these guys open. Just do what I ask and be the quarterback I can't be physically and we'll be great, and that's got to feel great. So my question is, like, do the Packers really even need or plan on Jordan Love being the next Aaron Rodgers, or are they fine with him being the next Jimmy Garoppolo and they can build a team around him? Because that 49er team got to the Super Bowl and won probably pretty darn close to the amount of games the Packers did with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but go back in the in the time machine, Jimmy, and go back to the offseason following the 2020 season. What yes. did John Bay and the Rams do? They yeah. went and inquired through the proper channels about Aaron Rodgers' availability. What did Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers do through back channels and some might say tampering? They inquired about the availability of Aaron Rodgers. Um, that tells me that two guys, both of whom went to Super Bowls with lesser quarterbacks, right? Yep. Because McVay went to the one they lost to New England with Goff at quarterback, and then the 49ers in 19 went to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo at quarterback. And both those guys said, yeah, our offense is great, but it can maybe only take you so far if you don't have a good enough quarterback, so I want somebody better. And when Rodgers wasn't available, what did Sean McVay and the Rams do? They went out and got Stafford and won a Super Bowl. Uh, what did the 49ers do? They mortgaged the future, whether they were planning on putting that trade package together to get Rodgers or put that trade package together uh, to draft Trey Lance. Uh, that's what they tried to do. And then it turned out Trey Lance wasn't good enough. And then Garoppolo got hurt. And then Brock Purdy showed how far this offense can take you, no matter how good your quarterback is, if you got a lot of talent around him. And, I'd love to have seen, if he hadn't injured his elbow, if somehow they might have knocked off Philly. I don't, I don't know. But the bottom line is, is that pedestrian slash good slash kind of very good but not quite very good quarterbacking really does only take you so far in this league. And maybe sometimes you can win with it, but other times uh, it's going to get you only so far. And, and we'll see just how far Jordan Love can take them before he either becomes really good 
or we find out that he's good but not quite good enough, or we find out that he's not good at all. Jason, I'm curious. Uh, tomorrow is kind of like the first day of school for you, right? <laughs> yeah, I got my new backpack. Uh, Paula went and got me some snacks to put in my office at Lambeau. Uh, I've got a new bucket hat to keep the sunburn away. I nice. got some got some sunscreen. So yeah, it, it's kind of like the first day first day of camp. First day of school. So we we have not talked about this collectively, but we would love it, all three of us, I'm sure. If you posted a first day of school-like photo tomorrow, (laughs) this would be, what, your 28th first day of school on the Packers beat? God, that's a really good idea. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I don't know if if Paula and the girls have either the time (laughs) nor the willingness to uh, play along with that, but I will inquire. I am. I can tell you this. I'm not going to ask Demofsky or <laughs> West to I'm going to text Wes right now and make sure he does it. I'm going to text Wes. That's like oh, a weird no, flex no, from no, Alex no. right now. He just tried to flex that he has Wes's <laughs> number. Yeah, I've got Wes Todd's phone number. How cool am I? Alex, are you still mad that Wes, for some reason, follows me on threads and not you? Uh, I... Because you the, were in your feelings I, I about it. I deleted threads. Yeah. Oh, I'm over it. <laughs> I was all in Where for about Where are you going to be? Because Twitter days. is dead. Uh, I'll probably go back at some point. Um, Jason, let me ask you a question here with the uh, first day of school stuff. Do your kids need an, an extraordinarily large amount of pencils? Like my, I was just told by my wife that my oldest needs like 60 pencils at school. And I was what? Like, for, what? Are they using one-use pencils? I don't understand what this is about, but it is a whole thing. Stoughton's having the same thing. It's They're like, like Jordan stu- loves arm. There's only so many <laughs> a- questions you can answer with a pencil until it's burned out and you got to go on to the new one. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm down to 182 followers on threads now thanks to Stroke failing. Jeez. Uh, secondly, <laughs> I feel like I, I don't know this for certain, but I, I feel like historically there is like this, it's, it's like kind of a clandestine uh, supply drive that they do with this. And you like bring your high number of pencils because you're right. I, I feel like you bring more pencils than you, your kid is going to use all year. Yeah. But it like, and I'm fine with this, um, I, when it comes to school supplies, I'm definitely a socialist. Yes. Um, that there's a bunch of kids in a girls' school that I know uh, don't have the same economic background as others. So I want them to have pencils, and if they get extra pencils because we bring 60, uh, count me fully in for that, oh, because there are too yeah. many teachers that, that have to, like, self-finance supplies. So I right. know you're not complaining about yeah. that. It just seems like a high number, yeah. and I agree with you. But I think I know why that is. Yeah, maybe, you know, I wish our school would do a better job of telling us. Because, like, we, they do ask, like, hey, can you provide extra snacks? And we'll share the snacks with everyone so right. the kids don't. Because also, you don't want the kids to feel bad for the ones that they don't have snacks. Like, you don't need totally. to let them know that. I'm, look, Jason, I'm with you. The kids should just have free lunch. We don't need to work. We don't need to itemize out the kids who have money and don't have money and make them feel bad about not having enough money for lunch. So I'm with you. But that makes more sense, Jason. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on and sharing your thoughts. Wow, I feel like that was a very awkward ending to our conversation. Have, have a great first day of school, Jason. Yeah. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. All Take right, care. See good. you. <laughs> it's Roger Hamilton. Uh, Matt, it yeah. is Tuesday, so you got to get ready for your gold medal take. But 
What also is fantastic is Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. That is my gold medal bar. The nice. horseshoe bar over there. You can go dress. You can go there in your stained. And my dirty t-shirt. Your dirty <laughs> Godfather shirt. He's trying, trying way too hard, but he'll put you in the table with the back up buy, against the wall. Just do you like buy the Godfather jeans ones. that are already pre-torn then too? Since you have no, pre-stained I'll t-shirts, off, I'll just fall off my bike on my own. Okay, all right. But you can go to Rooster Steakhouse in Middleton. Have the best happy hour in town. The sizzle, swizzle, swirl, and happy hour. Say what's up to our good friend Lee over at. Bruce Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Great for any occasion. This is Rutledge Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Tuesday, right? Yeah. I am so out of sorts. I think I need football just to help me figure out the days of the week. <laughs> because I still have more of like a question most of the time during the week. I mean. During the summer. I don't blame you. I, I know Wednesdays is when... Like waivers drop and free agencies open in fantasy football, right? You got your Tuesday. You obviously know it's Tuesday because the day before was Monday Night Football. I, I hear you. I I definitely base a little so bit like, of the schedule And I've been that. a li- little bit of a Matt Hamilton lifestyle. I'm off on Friday. I was off a lot last week traveling and stuff. So now it's even harder to like pinpoint, like, wait, am I in? Am I out? What day of the week is it? Because you, you're out next week. Is that right? Yes. The whole week. Whole week. Personal? Half and half. Half and half. Half of it's uh, curling training camp, kind of like our preseason. Let's get, make sure everybody gets on the ice before the tournaments start up again. And we we do like a combine so they can send our numbers along to the Olympic Committee and be like, look at Matt improved his vertical jump, which has nothing wait, to do with wait, curling. Wait, hold on. You do a vertical jump I do the, You remember the pacer test that you just used to yes. do in high school? I run the pacer test every year. Shut up. I do a push-up thing, you know, as many push-ups as you Dude. can do in a minute, sit-ups. You gotta start thinking about a radio show. Why is Jim not invited to this? USA Olympics. Good idea. I want to film Jim running was, the pacer test. But if it was Team Schuster, we could maybe pull we off. We do have like, that. We have that. You can but go I mean, to like, Peacock this is and watch uh, right. American Rockstar. The content, whole like, first episode is us. Doing as I hold up my Carbon World Health, like Matt probably knows the drills, and we could run them over at Carbon World Health. Alex included. That's true. We could. I don't want to. I'm not looking forward to this camp. I'm looking forward to the ice time and practicing the game that I play. I thought when you said like training camp and like measurements, it'd be like how like advanced analytics and like how fast you sweep or how you're throwing it. I mean, they might do that, but here's the thing: is like they're trying to appeal to the Olympic Committee, which oversees all of the sports, summer and winter. So like this, this idea is like you've got to prove to them that what you're doing is showing like quantifiable results and it's really easy to get quantifiable results if you just base it purely off like combine numbers you know what i mean if I matt he's ran a little faster curling. so he's in better shape ipso facto we should be able to curl better that's kind of like ipso the idea behind facto. it that's the idea behind it honestly so yeah it's a little bit of a dog and pony show but you got to play the game if you want to get funding so we're gonna go up there and i'm gonna run my little heart out 
I'm going to be red in the face, super gassed. You've been working out ready for this? Yeah, no, I'm ready. It's just... You're What's never a like... good score on the pacer test at your age? <laughs> at my age? At your advanced age. I mean, you are, you're getting close to geriatric for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm, I'm no, yeah. seriously, the last Olympics, I felt like the old guy. <laughs> I can only imagine what the next one, if I make it, it's going to be like. Um, He's busy not practicing curling. Especially when you accidentally pocket face style people and complain about <laughs> yeah. your back. Yeah, classic. Hey, now. Um, so they, it's you do like eight waves, and you got like at like a certain pace, and then they increase the pace. You got to do it eight more times. So I'll get to like level six probably, and up to like seven or eight. I'll probably really get close to seven, but I'm gonna drop out because I know I did not do well last year. I'm gonna improve on last year's time and bail. So do, do they have like? <laughs> I'm not here to give it 100 percent till I'm gas. I'm gonna show you some improvement and then I'm gonna. So I was gonna ask it. you that, like, so if I have to do things like, like when I work out at Carbon, there's times where I'm like, well, where are we at in the workout? They don't because, want to tell you, right? Because it's like, if this is the end, I can give you what's left in the tank. If you got something else hiding behind the wall yeah. over here. I'm going to hold back a little bit, but even like to your point of like, if you're having to like pace it, it's like, all right, well, I just need to run this fast to get through here. Yeah. So I'm going to run just fast enough to get through it and then kind of work my way well, to where I need to go. The, the bright side is this year, all of that like sort of training, lifting, all that stuff, that's going to happen on Sunday. Okay. Where it used to happen like Thursday afternoon, and then you'd have to go out on the ice, and my legs would be shot. <laughs> yeah, and it's right. like, I am not learning anything right now. I'm not improving. <laughs> I'm just trying to slide and not look incompetent because <laughs> my legs are so sore. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be sore. It's not going to be fun. And definitely, I'm going to like a friend's cabin. We're just going to fish all weekend. I am not going to be gearing up, so to speak. <laughs> I am, it is not the best like prep week or couple days prior to going to a camp where you're going to show off your physical prowess i'm going to be drinking line of kugels <laughs> lemon honey lights or honey lemon lights and uh enjoying the delicious delicious taste of the outdoors so where's your gold medal then my actual gold medal no it's gold medal tuesday for the well, it's of obviously gonna go to me for all of the effort i'm gonna put forth next week uh but i'm gonna be drinking line of kugels Honey Lemon White, the most delicious line of Kugels. Great for any moment. Go get it wherever you get delicious beer. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. See ya.